So throwing aside his cloak, he jumped up and came to Jesus. And answering him, Jesus said, What do you want me to do for you? And the blind man said to him, Rabboni, that means teacher, I want to regain my sight. And Jesus said to him, Go, your faith has made you well. And immediately he regained his sight and began following him on the road. Here we see Bartimaeus blind. And he's sitting on the side of the road. And he must have heard about Jesus from other, other people. But can you imagine him sitting there and he hears the crowd coming and he, and he finds out it's Jesus passing by and he starts to cry out with a loud voice. He starts crying out, Son of David, Jesus, Son of David. That's his title. Son of David is a title of the King of Israel. It's a title of the Messiah. So he, he believed, he's crying out for mercy. And he's, people are telling him, be quiet. Have you ever had anybody tell you to be quiet when you're, you're crying out or anything? Be quiet, don't make a scene. Quiet, don't make a scene, right? Just sit there nicely. And so this crowd was trying to keep him quiet, but he kept on crying out even louder. He was crying out. He wanted to get Jesus' attention. And you know, today, we're living in a day. If you would think like in a spiritual sense right now, you know, we were singing earlier, remember I was talking about praise and worship and how, as the Lord says in Psalms to make a joyful noise, sing, rejoice. But you know, there's someone, our enemy, who wants to shut us up. He wants us to be quiet, right? The devil wants us to shut our mouths. He wants to steal, kill, and destroy from us. He wants us to disobey God. He wants us to get so timid and fearful. And especially during this time, when there's a pandemic and all kinds of uh, chaos going on in the world, he wants us to be quiet and be nice little Christians and not make a sound. But if you want Jesus, you know, Jesus is, he's here by faith. He is here in his spirit. The Bible says, call upon his name. If two or three are gathered together in his name, there he is in our midst. Isn't that right? Isn't that what the Bible says? But we need to believe that. It's not a casual kind of thought where we just uh, casually use the name of Jesus thinking that Jesus is going to do a miracle or do, answer our prayers if we just have a casual attitude about it and then we come to church and think that, oh, you know, we're having church today, we're uh, going to sing some songs. We're going to praise the Lord and worship God, hear a nice message, and that'll be it. I wonder what's going to happen after church. Maybe we should go to McDonald's or something. Huh? But the, the thought is, there's not an expectant faith in many people today. And their voice of faith has been stopped by the enemy. 
And you know, the enemy of our soul, the devil and his demons, they work, there's a spirit of disobedience that works in the world through unbelievers, through the world. They have a voice. They use human voices, influencing human voices for, the, for their own purposes, for the devil's agenda. There's a kingdom of light, there's a kingdom of darkness, right? God has called us out of darkness into light through His Son, Jesus Christ. He's transferred us. When we receive Jesus, been born again, we are now in the kingdom of Jesus Christ. The kingdom is the authority of God in our lives. As we submit to God, as we obey His laws, by His grace, then we enjoy the presence of the Lord and enjoy the benefits that God has provided through Jesus. Because all the promises of God are yes, and so be it. Amen. In Christ Jesus. All the promises. But to enjoy that, the presence of the Lord, to enjoy the promises, I, I felt God speaking to me about Bartimaeus. And how he had a desperate cry of faith. He cried out to the Lord because he wanted to see. He was blind for who knows how long. But he wanted to see. And he was, he knew that Jesus, he zeroed in on Jesus because he heard about Jesus as the healer. And he wasn't going to let nothing stop him, especially a bunch of people trying to tell him shut up. He was not going to let them shut him up. And I'm telling you today, it's the same thing today in many places. The church needs to wake up and cry out to the Lord like never before in expectant faith, believing Him and expecting Him to answer. Not in a religious fashion where we just are so dignified and pleasant and, you know, we just going through rituals and motions, but not really expecting him to do anything. Not having, we reason it out and say, God doesn't move like that anymore. Or Jesus doesn't heal anymore. There's many churches that don't believe that Jesus still heals and delivers people from demons. There's churches that have demon-possessed people and they tell them, go to the psychiatrist, take some medication. To help them. I want to tell you today, I believe Jesus delivers demon-possessed people today. I believe He heals people today. I believe what His Word says. Not according to my own understanding. I believe what God is speaking to us. His Word speaks to us today. And it's the answer today. He sent His Word to heal us and deliver us from destructions. That's what the Bible says in Psalms 107 verse 20. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And He's given us His new covenant promises. If we will cry out to Him and take hold of Him, believing and a living faith that will expect to hear from Him. Can you imagine? Jesus stopped for this. Jesus heard His voice. He stopped and asked him, what do you want me to do for you? How would you like to hear the voice of the Lord speaking to you? Saying, what do you want? Amen. Amen. What do you want me to do for you? 
You know, we can sit in church and go through the motions, and Jesus could be passing through, looking, waiting to hear that voice, that cry of faith. Because I believe there's many that are desperate in a quiet way, desperate for an answer, but have been stopped up. Their, their voice has been taken from them because of the world, the spirit of the world, and people and things that have just shut them down from believing the Jesus that is, that is revealed through the Bible. And what happens? You know, Jesus calls that man to himself, right? He called him to himself. He said, call him, call him here. So he got up and he threw aside his cloak. You know, there's something significant about that cloak. In those days, I heard it said that those a blind man wears a certain kind of cloak. Show that he's blind, that he's a beggar. So as soon as he heard the master calling him, he threw that cloak off. And just like us, just like us, we're called to repent. That's a word that says, I'm forsaking my old life, my old blindness, my old ideas, my old uh, values, everything of my old self. I'm forsaking it, I'm throwing it off. And I'm getting up and I'm going to. I'm going to follow Jesus. He's calling me. Do you believe Jesus is calling us today? Yeah. He's not only calling us, he's calling everybody. Yeah. Everybody who will listen. Everybody who will hear his voice. When Jesus spoke, and many times he would say, after his sermon, he would say, let those who have ears to hear, hear. And he's talking about the spiritual ears, not this physical ear, but a spiritual ear that Here's the voice of the Lord, the Master calling. He's saying, have faith. He told his disciples, have faith. Believe in me. He wants to answer us, but he needs, he said, without faith it's impossible to please God. Right? That's Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. Because he who believes must come to him in faith. Believing in God, that He exists, that He will do what He says He will do. And then we diligently seek Him to be rewarded. That's the reward, the answer. The answer is the reward that we receive from the Lord for our faith. Because what did He tell this man? Go, Jesus said to him, go, your faith has made you well. He said, your faith has made you well. See, his faith was rewarded with the, the thing that he desired. And what is it today that we desire? What is it that you want? Because he doesn't answer just casual inquirers. I found that over the years. You know, we pray, pray, pray for things, but if you're not praying with faith that he will answer, then, uh, then you know, no faith, no answer. Unless he sovereignly sins somebody or something, which he does, because he knows our weakness. But when he's training, his, calling our church, calling the church and training us 
He said, he's the author and finisher of our faith. He's the perfecter of our faith. He wants us to have a faith that will not be denied. A faith that will not listen to the voice of the enemy and not be discouraged and not quiet down, not become timid, but will rise up, rise up and take what God has said and believe Jesus for the answer. Believe Him. He's here this morning. He's looking for faith. He's not looking for your good deeds. He's not looking for our, our uh, good looks. <laughs> He's looking for a living faith in Him. He's the one who searches the hearts. He's the one. I want to give you one more example that happened in Luke chapter 8. In Luke chapter 8, I read from verse 43. We've heard this many times, but if there's something here that needs to be re-emphasized again. And it says, verse 43, And a woman who had a hemorrhage for 12 years and could not be healed by anyone came up behind him and touched the fringe of his cloak, and immediately her hemorrhage stopped. And Jesus said, Who is the one who touched me? And while they were all denying it, Peter said, Master, the people are crowding and pressing in on you. But Jesus said, Someone did touch me, for I was aware that power had gone out of me. So when the woman saw that she had not escaped notice, she came trembling and fell down before him and declared in the presence of all the people the reason why she had touched him and how she had been immediately healed. And he said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Go in peace. Your faith has made you well. What was it about this woman? What kind of faith did she have? Because Jesus was passing through again, walking, and there was a crowd pressing in on Jesus. There was plenty of people touching him maybe or are just pressing him. But this woman, there's another version of this story in, in Matthew. And it says that in that version it says she was thinking to herself, if I just touch his, the hem of his garment, I will be made well. She was saying that to herself. It says she was saying to herself, if I just touch the hem of his garment, I will be made well. She came up behind Jesus. She came through the crowd. She pressed into the crowd. She was desperate. Desperate. It was a quiet desperateness because she wasn't making it known to anybody else. Not like uh, Bartimaeus who was yelling out. Right? Crying out loudly. In her case, she was absolutely quiet. It shows you that faith is not necessarily loud. And it's not necessarily always quiet. It depends on the situation. But nevertheless, in both cases, they were pressing in. Right? Their faith did not give up. Jesus was passing by. He was coming. And she said, this is my time. Now, now is the day of salvation. While Jesus is coming by, 
I'm going to reach out. I'm going to press through this crowd and touch him. And I believe when I touch him, I'm going to be made well. And power. Jesus wasn't even aware that this woman touched him. All he knew that somebody touched him because power left his body. There's power in Jesus Christ. There is supernatural power, life flowing from Jesus, but it comes through faith. It's the touch of faith that drew out that power from Jesus. There was a lot of other people pressing him and didn't get anything. And that's how our churches can be. You can have a big church, you can have a lot of people, you can have a lot of people singing, whatever. But if they don't have the faith that the Bible teaches us to have, the kind of faith, it's important to know this. It's important to understand the faith that he is looking for is a faith that's going to not give up. It's going to press in. It's going to get what it needs. Have you ever been desperate for something? Have you ever been in a situation that you felt like you were going to die? Right? You were so ill, doctor gave you a bad report. Right? We know, we know, some of us know what that's like. And if you have faith, how do you get faith? I need faith, you say. I need greater faith. Well, faith comes by hearing, hearing with our spiritual ear, hearing the message of Jesus, hearing the Lord speak to us through His Word. It's not just reading it, not just reading the Bible, but it's hearing the Lord speak to us through His Word. Faith comes. God imparts it. As we're reading His Word, as we read His Word, all of a sudden, some words that jump out that are given to us by God, by the Holy Spirit, right? And that's where the faith is, right then. Jesus said, my words are spirit and they are life. And when we receive his word, faith comes. And when we have a, a living faith from God, there is no defeat. There is the answer. Faith is the, we've heard it before, it's like the, it's like the wire that conducts the electricity coming from the power source coming through the wire. Well, our power source is God. Jesus is the vine. We are the branches. Everything flows from God. Every good and perfect gift comes down from the Father above. And it comes through Jesus Christ. It comes through His name. It comes through the promises in Him that we receive by faith. It's through a living faith that will not give up. It will not give in. But it will fight Paul told Timothy to fight the good fight of faith. It is a fight. It is a battle. And it's not like it's just handed to us. That's just two cases. What I read this morning. But there are many instances where the Lord is requiring us to have faith. He's looking for that faith. And of course... There's one more story I'm not going to go uh, to it in the Bible, but just to mention it. It was the story of the four friends who lowered their friend down through the roof to be before Jesus, to come before Jesus, because Jesus went into a house to teach, and the house was packed with people, and there was no way in through the front door. So they had a crippled friend, paralyzed, 
And they thought, in those days, uh, the Middle Eastern style roofs was made out of thatch or whatever, and they had an opening in the roof for uh, different things. And so they just went up on the roof, and they widened the hole, and they dropped their friend on a stretcher in front of Jesus while he was teaching. And it says, Jesus saw their faith. When Jesus saw their faith, he told that paralyzed man, son, your sins are forgiven. And Jesus healed that man. But the point was, he saw their faith. And in many times, he reprimanded his disciples when they were uh, fearful. He said, where is your faith? When they were in the storm, right? We're in some fearful times today for many people. Troubling times. Chaotic times, confusing times, many voices saying this and that about why this happened, why that happened, blaming each other, blaming uh, racial problems, blaming those, blaming these, all kinds of voices out there, all kinds of feelings of anger, hatred, negative things. But the Lord has called us out of this world. He's called us to live in it, but not be of it. And not be, he said, don't touch things that, he said, don't allow yourself to be contaminated by the unclean things of the world. I mean, he said he sanctifies us. He separates us to himself. And you know, you can touch things that you know is unclean. Even as a Christian, and you realize if you stay in His Word and His presence, you, the Lord will show you that. That's not good to touch that. It defiles us. And we can touch things with our eyes, we can touch things with our mind. We touch things not just physically, but spiritually with our soul. You can be defiled by what we look at and what we see and what we hear. The Lord wants us to have a pure life. And if we, we receive a pure life by faith in Him, day by day, and that's another point on faith. You need to have a persevering faith to continue, not just one day, but for the rest of our lives to walk the walk of faith. Because He says, the just shall live by faith. When you walk by faith. Whatever it is you need this morning, whatever it is you want this morning, if God has promised it in His Word, go after it. Go after Jesus. Amen. Go after Jesus and don't give up until He answers. Don't be satisfied just because you didn't hear anything when you asked one time and if you haven't heard anything. Don't give up. Don't listen to the enemy's voices. Don't listen to yourself saying, ah, I guess he doesn't care about me. I guess he's not going to answer my prayer. I guess it's not his will. No. Press in. Keep crying out to him. Keep seeking him. He's faithful. He will answer us. Amen. He will do it. This is a fight. This is a war. There are those who don't want you to receive what God has for you. And that's what this is about. The voices 
cried out, saying, shut up, be quiet, don't raise your voice, don't sing, don't praise the Lord, don't declare his word and his goodness. There are those who want you to be quiet and be a nice little Christian sitting in the pew, all holier than everybody else. That's not Jesus' prayer. Church mouse. <laughs> you know, God is faithful. God is good. He's shaking the church today. He's shaking the world. He's going to shake everything that can be shaken. And we need to have a strong faith today. We need to have a, a living faith today. Like I said, our motto our, is action with living faith in God knows no reason. Even when things totally look depressing, even when things may even feel Pressing. Don't give in to that. Rebuke it. Get before God and keep it stay in prayer. And keep praising God. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say rejoice. Amen. And he says, be filled with the Spirit. Don't get drunk like the world does. Don't get high like the world does to try to escape their problems. The way to overcome it, the way, to, the way of victory is be filled with the Spirit. And how do you know you're filled with the Spirit? You're going to have a song in your heart. That's what it says in Ephesians chapter 5. Be filled with the Spirit. Make melody in your heart to the Lord. Holy Spirit will give you a song. He'll give you songs and hymns and spiritual songs. He'll give you a heart of thanksgiving. That's the work of the Holy Spirit. He'll give you a heart of love. He'll fill you up to overflowing where out of your mouth will come good things rather than the things that the world sings. Because I tell you, the world saying one thing, God saying another. The world is conditioned on what's going on around us in this physical realm. God's word is eternal, everlasting truth. Speak what God says. Pray what God says. Stand on the word of God this morning. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of, our, of his might. Because our battle is not against flesh and blood. It's against spiritual wickedness. It's against spirits, against the rulers of this dark world. That's our battle. A battle of faith. That's our warfare. So this morning, I'm closing with this. Stand strong. Be strong in the Lord. When we praise God, praise Him from the heart. Praise Him loudly. Go ahead. Praise God. Amen. Lift your voice to the Lord. Don't be ashamed. Don't listen to what others are telling you about being quiet. Praise God. Rejoice. Amen. Amen. Because I tell you, the joy of the Lord is our strength. Don't be pressured and conformed to this world, but be transformed. By the renewing of our mind through the Word of God, let God's Word sink deep in our hearts. Take hold of it. Make it part of our lives. Keep that Word in our hearts. Keep speaking it. Keep declaring it. Keep praying it. We're going to see God glorified. You want to see God glorified in your life? Yes. And honored? Yes. Amen? Amen. That's, that's our prayer. And that's what we're going to do. A few of us here this morning, praise God anyhow. Look at Gideon, right? Gideon only had 300. Yet, how many started out with? Thousands. But God got him down to just a, 
300 people before, 300 men, to win a major battle for his nation. It's not by many, not by few, but it's by the Spirit of the living God. So don't be discouraged by numbers. There's many more for us than against us. So stand strong this morning. Let's pray. Father, we thank you this morning. I thank you for your mighty word. Lord, you are for us. Who can be against us? Praise God that no matter what, the enemy, raging, angry, hateful, stirring up trouble in the world, but I thank you, Lord God, that you called us out of the world, out of the kingdom of darkness, and brought us into the kingdom of your love in Christ Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for giving us a peace and a rest in the midst of the storms. I thank you, Lord God, for the authority in your name as we abide in you and your word abides in us. We can ask what we will, what we wish, and it shall be done for us. Thank you, Lord, that you said, ask, ask in your name. Ask anything in your name. And that you will give it to us that our joy may be made full. Thank you, Lord God, for that joy and blessing from heaven. Joy of the Lord is our strength. I pray that blessing upon everyone hearing this message this morning. God, that we will sing, we will praise you with a loud voice. Even under our breath, Lord, even in a soft whisper, we will continue to praise you. Regardless of the circumstances, regardless, Lord God, through the fire, through the through the rain, through the, through the uh, waters, we shall not be burned or drowned, but you will see us through. Thank you, God. In victory, to the glory of your name, I thank you, Lord, for each one. I pray blessings upon them. Thank you for this day. This is the day that you have made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Thank you, God, for our president, for our, uh, those in office, vice president, we pray blessings upon them. We pray strength and wisdom, Lord, upon our leaders, our governor. We pray your blessing, Father God, to uh, make righteous decisions and lead this country in the right way, in your way. We thank you, Father, for your righteousness and grace upon us. Thank you, Father. We pray healing for those in need today, our friends and families and uh, those we know of that need your touch. We pray your blessing right now. Lord, that you would extend your hand and heal and deliver them in your mercy and compassion. Thank you, Father. I just believe right now that you're sending your angels. Right now, Father, I thank you for that revelation. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen.